Thank you for listening to the release day binge of Interactive Fiction. There are surprise actually five episodes right now, not four, so if you want to help us write an interactive fiction story, be sure to listen to episode five. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps boost our profile and get us seen by new people. Finally, you can join our Discord using the invite link in our show notes. Thank you for being here. It's been a struggle and a lot of work trying to get this made over the last year, and we really appreciate you being here. Enjoy the show. You are Jamie, a young villager with a love for enchanted forest that everyone else fears. Jamie? Jamie. That's the that's the hero's name, Jamie? <laughs> you are the mystical Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Street Middle School, and <laughs> Baltic, the Brave Fighter. But I don't know. I don't think of Brave Fighter when I think of Baltic. That sounds like a '90s children's toy. That you see the commercials for it right before Crossfire and right after Sockamoppers. <laughs> Get Baltic. <laughs> Get Baltic. Get some balls in your face. Balls right in your face. Put balls in your friend's face with ball tech. And all, and all the parents are like, I don't know about this one, folks. Let's have a ball. <laughs> so what happens to Jamie? Uh, the, the mystical <laughs> hero Jamie. Basically, as Jamie, you are a young villager and you love the enchanted forest. And now you have to find the secret power that rules Castle Pentagon. I just know about this shit. Yeah. I'm like a villager. Why do I know about Castle Pendagon? <laughs> it's probably like, uh, you know, it's probably like in Fatal Labyrinth, if I can reference the most obscure Sega game possible. Um, I definitely know exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, it's right. It's the castle on the hill, and everybody <laughs> knows about it, and nobody goes there. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad I put it in a way that at least you and me, <laughs> about two other people, don't, will understand. Don't take up for this book. They named their main character Jamie. Don't That's take true. up for this hey, book. Hey, there was a Jamie in uh, Castle Throne game. I Look. Yeah, yeah. The game of Thrones. Game of, game of uh, musical chairs, yeah. <laughs> musical one chair. <laughs> yeah, We're all trying Jamie, to get in the most uncomfortable Jamie. chair possible. Jamie Bannisters, right? James James Bannister, yes. <laughs> Jamie just, for sure. I don't know. No, no disrespect to George. As many R's as he can afford, Martin. <laughs> uh, that's a bad name. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so completely off topic. I have to. Uh, I have to discuss something with you. 
Um, sure. Do you play Mortal Kombat? You didn't tell me about this before we started, so... <laughs> Look, I, I, this is important, okay? I, I just really... Jeff, I need you to, I need you to, you know, focus up. Okay, this is serious. So I have played probably one Mortal Kombat game, and it was one where they still couldn't talk. Um, and now, really, the only way that I'm familiar with Mortal Kombat is through videos of the characters having those little intros where they talk to each other a little bit. <laughs> and that's the only Mortal Kombat media I've seen since the movie. So what, I, what I'm saying is I, I don't know a lot about Mortal Kombat. I don't know a lot about the story, but I do know about the little cringy things that they talk to each other about before each battle. And... I recently saw, I want to ask you about this, like, what is happening, basically. I recently saw a video of Rambo talking to all the characters. Yeah, Rambo exists in Mortal Kombat now. Right, and I had no idea that this was happening, so I just click on this video. Um, so first of all, I want to ask, why? Why is Rambo in the Mortal Kombat universe? Terminator's what? in it, too. Well, yes, that, that that's gonna that's coming. That's a coming. We're going to talk about Terminator's appearance. Um, but can you can also you the D DC Comics characters are canon to the Mortal Kombat? Like they exist in a different universe, but they're they've canonly all met. They were in the Injustice and, game, right? And that that like, no, it's over. A D Mortal Kombat versus DC. Okay. It's a game all of itself, and so they all know each other, okay. and uh, they're all friends. And um, <laughs> okay, so how did how did Rambo uh, get the here? teenage the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are canon? Oh, I saw those videos Kombat too. Universe. Yeah. Uh, I definitely watched all of those. Um, uh, Predator, Alien, of course. Uh -huh. um, I don't know. My my answer to you is I don't know. <laughs> Rambo killed no, a lot of people, people and Mortal Kombat also killed a lot of people. <laughs> oh, John John Mortal Kombat. Mortal is yeah, his middle name. The, the character Mor Mortal Kombat. <laughs> J Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he, uh, he's a DLC character, so I, I, I imagine he's probably not super canon to the story. <laughs> um, so, I guess my experience with Mortal Kombat basically makes the story look like cosplayers at a convention in 2007. Like, sure, talk, yeah. having conversations with each other, right? It's uh, full. It's fully accurate, and then they rip each other's spine out. Yeah, yeah. It's like what really happened at anime conventions in the two thousands. Um, so well, Street Fighter and Mortal, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat diverged at right. a certain point, where yeah. Street Fighter was like, uh, video game stories are terrible. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna make it as goofy and silly as possible. Right. And Mortal Kombat was like, no, this is serious. This is a fight for the very soul of the Earth realm. Uh, yes. But they also realized that they have friendships and babalities and shit. So why not put John Rambo in your game? That's true. That's true. So I, I, I love that energy. But I just wanted to bring up one specific one that really stood out to me. Because I thought uh, sure. that this sort of... I don't know if this is actually uh, John Rambo doing the voice. I don't know if it's Sylvester Stallone coming back from the grave. It's absolutely not. Uh, to absolutely. Do the voice. From the grave. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, of his career. Um, so. Damn. Uh, damn. You're not wrong, but damn. Um, from the from the straight to DVD grave that him and Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. and. Uh, Kevin Sorbo. Well, Kevin Sorbo's in a whole different realm. 
Kevin Sorbo should be in the fucking shadow realm is where he should be if only so i wanted to share with you my favorite of the am i I allowed to say am i allowed to say fuck on this show oh you are allowed to say as many swears as you want sweet because we're go go on with your extreme tangent about john rambo so (laughs) well so i wanted i wanted to share with you my favorite of the like interactions and it was between rambo and terminator um, and it wasn't my favorite because it was good, really. Uh, it was more because it was like hearing like a dude, it was like hearing a really bored Sylvester Stallone talk to a Terminator impersonator. And just like the, the ending of it was so surprising to me. <laughs> so it goes, he goes, uh, John Rambo walks up like he does with some leaves on his back. Um, and he goes, in the future, machines are in charge. Because the guy who's doing it sounds like he has like a major lisp, like way worse than actual Stallone. This is a really, this is a really good impression. <laughs> <laughs> and then Terminator goes, uh, "In the future, all humans are terminated," and it sounds exactly like that because it's not a good impression. And then yes. Rambo just goes, "Fuck." <laughs> just like that just like kind of like like he just heard that his best friend like you know you know his wife cheated on his best friend he's just like yeah fuck fuck (laughs) damn dude i have some i have i'll bring like a john larroquette fun fact of the week over to your podcast okay uh when Terminator, the the horrible uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger voice mm-hmm. was doing those lines, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in the room with him. Why? <laughs> they they paid Schwarzenegger to come on to coach the guy they brought on to do the voice of Arnold. Christ! It was cheaper than to pay him the, to do the voice. <laughs> And the guy is still the worst impression I've ever heard. He's really bad. He should have just got Will Sasso. Oh, like, he yeah. does the perfect one. Yeah, Will Sasso, like, he's, like, I love, like, his uh, Arnold. Because it, it really, like, emphasizes those, <laughs> like, the, like, the yeah, exactly of Arnold. Um, and he's so, like, conversational as him as well. Yeah. He's perfect. Uh, but yeah, Arnold so was in the room with this guy. Actually, uh, did you... <laughs> you hear about the J.K. Rowling? <laughs> oh, jeez! I, I, I thought I would make con- I'd make make conversation. <laughs> I can't do I can't do Sylvester Stallone or Arnold. I can do Patrick Warburton. Oh, give me a Patrick Warburton. I want to hear it. Well, uh, you gotta think about what you're doing. <laughs> Squint your eyes a little bit. And it just comes pouring out. That's fantastic. That's Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. Peter, what are you doing? <laughs> that's uh, the voice of my D&D character. I've been doing it for like a year straight. That's every fantastic. Week. That is, that's commitment right there. Peter. Okay. Peter. <laughs> I bet that D&D game is, is the poison. insane. The poison for Cusco. The, the poison is specifically made for Cusco. Cusco's poison. Right. <laughs> I can't think of any Patrick Warburton quotes, and for some reason the only thing coming to my mind is the part, 
the, the video intro he does for a Disney ride. I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, there's a Disney ride where you like ride in a, in a hang glider, and Patrick Warburton comes on, and he's like, hang gliders are great. You should go get on one. Check it out. Hang gliders are great. <laughs> you should go get on one. So you're just much Check more... Check them out at your local library. You're just so much fuller. Like, I can't talk loudly when I'm doing it, Patrick. It's all about squinting your whole fucking face when you're doing it. You just squint everything, and it makes it work better for some reason. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. With with your truth, I believe in myself. Hey, have you ever thought about getting on a hang glider? That did it. That fucking did it. I squinted my whole face and my mouth, and it worked. That's the secret, man. That's the Warburton secret he doesn't want you to know about. You put him out of business. <laughs> the Patrick Warburton, the secret. <laughs> he did his own it's version. true. <laughs> <laughs> All you gotta do is squint your old face. You gotta squint everything. If you're not doing it, you won't sound like me. You're gonna squint your butthole right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, welcome everybody to Interactive Fiction, the podcast that takes Damn, place. We're still doing the show. Oh, we're still doing the show today. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like I feel like now's the time, right? <laughs> awesome. It is the show broadcasting from the end of time, spelled I N N apostrophe D, because we thought that a visual word joke would work great for an audio podcast. I'm I'm rolling. And I'm joined here by yet another involuntary interdimensional traveler, Jeff Pennington, artist, podcaster, uh, general funny guy, and webcomic dude. Welcome to the end of time. Thanks. I was wondering how the hell I got here and what this place was, so that makes me feel a little bit better that I know that. Well, yeah, you just like you're wondering that this whole time while we're having a conversation about Mortal Kombat. Sure, <laughs> I was I was more confused about where Mortal Kombat came from, to be honest, than why I was in this blackened void. Well, I like to uh, what I like to do with all my guests is as soon as they show up, I like to talk to them about something irrelevant because <laughs> it gets them in a more comfortable <laughs> mood for for doing a podcast for me. <laughs> in the the, the last thing I remember before. Before I appeared here, the last thing I remember is I was I had I had typed a mean tweet to Disney. Oh yeah, that's I it. I said Disney, get your shit together and stop being such money hungry assholes. And then boof, I was here. I don't know what happened. Wow, you you gave a mild criticism on Twitter to Disney. Watch what you're doing. Is you all I'm saying. People still in the real world. <laughs> I said I said a dirty word to Disney, and that's why I'm here. Oh no! Well, um, basically, yeah, you get sucked in here if you if you do little minor infractions. We're in we're actually located in an endless void um, that is two doors mm-hmm. down from the house where your parents told you Fluffle, uh, Mr. Fluffles went. Uh, Mr. Fluffles went to a farm upstate. No, no, yeah, we're we're like to live forever. Yeah, we're two doors down from there. So Mr. Fluffles is right over there. Okay. I can see him. I'll have to go visit. He's eating a treat. You do fall through the void when you try and walk outside, though, so I don't know how I would get there. Yeah, the problem is that we're all islands uh, in the stream. Islands in the sun, you know? 
We're just we're just playing. I almost sang it, but I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to get another copyright strike on you. So yeah, that's yeah, that. that's my job. My job is to commit the copyright infractions. <laughs> um, so you know, I hope you're uh, you're cozy here. We've got a little fireplace. We got we got a basketball court. What other sort of amenities do you look for in an Airbnb? I, I don't look for basketball courts. They have that at Airbnbs? Well, it's more of like a patio and then a sheer drop into nothing. Um, and then there's cool. there, at the end of the patio is a basketball hoop. And we lose a lot of basketballs. Lose a lot of guests that way. So what, what do people do in the endless void for fun? What do we do for fun here? Well, you know, it's it's a weird little house. There's not a lot to do, uh, but there is a magic fireplace. And in the magic fireplace... Wait, I you, buy it. Yeah. I, I buy it, okay. <laughs> if, you, if you throw a log on the magic fireplace, uh, then it, it manifests a book, an adventure... That you can go on through to, to another dimension, another world, and then you do the adventure. And if you die or succeed, you get to go back to the real world, and you're forgiven of your sins, basically. If you succeed or you die, you just get to go back. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's it's it, it's more of a punishment for me because I. Uh, yeah, what did you What did you do to end up here? Huh? Yeah, I'm kind of like a grim reaper. Who like, who, but like, I don't oh. read people. I'm just here to like put you through the challenge. <laughs> I um, I actually did a. Sure. I, 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 I buy into this. I infringed I buy on into this 100%. Uh, copyright. Um, uh, one might say that I should have. Uh, you know, maybe I needed to beware. Um, maybe if somebody had. I, I had heard a, that you got a warning. Yes, I did get a warning, <laughs> <laughs> but I kept going. I got that. I didn't beware the warning that I got. Um, and then I had to choose a different path. So oh, I see. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time telling people what this is my third appearance on. It's going to be really <laughs> difficult for me. <laughs> hey, guys, check out this podcast. That's my third appearance. Don't go looking for the other ones, though. <laughs> Just like like everything about this podcast, just make it as confusing as possible. Make the marketing as inscrutable as possible. That's my goal, really. <laughs> That's why I chose the name Interactive Fiction, I think. It's just because it's the only thing that is, like, it makes sense. We, we get it. You're in a show to listen to people read interactive fiction stories. That's, sure. Yeah, that's simple. The lore. It is un- unlitigable as well. Exactly. It is unsuable. <laughs> so, are you ready to put the, the, the log on the fire, bud? You want to you wanna go on an adventure, or do you sure. just want to chill out and like play hey. some arcade games? Maybe we got like a full bath upstairs, we got a jacuzzi. Look, uh, I, I had... Uh, a TV dinner in the microwave when I made that tweet. I'd like to get back before it burns my house down. Oh, that's so let's go ahead and idea. put this log on the fire. Okay, cool, cool, cool. A scaly, bark-covered hand wraps its long, thin fingers around your shoulder. A wispy voice ah! whispers, <laughs> Excuse me, friend. I need to tidy up around you. Your friend Tree lowers a branch, and you climb on it eagerly. You're always happy to rest in Tree's branches and watch your friends scurry about the forest. So, 
little little jump scare there for you. <laughs> That was terrifying. Also, this book is making a lot of assumptions about me that I don't like, but okay. No, you're Jamie and you like the forest. You like okay, I do like the forest as well. I don't like my name, Jamie. You're, you're Jamie, little piggy. <laughs> Except the name. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, okay, okay. Jamie. That's what the book is saying, basically. I'm not even James. <laughs> Jesus. No, just, just Jamie. I think it's because it's like a gender-neutral name. If this had come out in 1997, it would be like Jaden. Jaden, huh? That would have been cooler. Jaden yeah. is a much cooler name than Jamie. <laughs> My mom. If your name is Jamie name and you're Jamie. listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, any Jamies out there. Um, and sorry to. My name is Jeff, by the way. So, uh, those in did glass I say houses, your name? right? Did I, did I say your yes. name? Yes. Okay, okay. I, I think I you did at the I beginning. I didn't introduce Kevin. We just, like, got in a conversation and forgot to introduce <laughs> the show. No. And, and I'm like, you said I, I was an artist, podcaster, yet. funny guy. Yeah, yeah. You said, you said all that. Don't uh, worry. Okay, good, 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 good. So, but I was saying, my name is Jeff. Those in glass houses don't throw stones, right? right? Jamie's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. Um, so you are Jamie, a young villager living at the edge of a mysterious forest. Although the people of your village tell tales of woodland terrors and ferocious beasts lurking in these woods, you have spent your happiest moments rambling through the forest, climbing trees, craggy trunk, and playing with your friends, fox and owl. While trees' leafy fingers straighten flower stems and brushes knobby roots, you listen to him discuss the Ooh. party of adventurers with Fox and Owl. I thought they were an exceptional group. When they built their campfire, they gathered only dead wood. They didn't break any of my branches, nor did they carve my bark. When they left, they put out their fire and cleaned their campsite. <clears throat> uh, what should the fox's voice be? I'll allow you to choose. Like you know, what 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 do you what do you want me to what do you want me to put into this? Oh hey everybody, my name's the Fox. <laughs> wow. You had to have known this was coming, Alan. You I, had to have known. I kind of did. Well, I think they're headed for trouble, says Fox. I followed them when they were left this morning. They went off toward the river, but they backtracked and started toward the pillars of. Pentagon. Owl gasps. The pillars of Pentagon? Surely you are mistaken. No way, bird brain, Fox snaps. Do you think I have this wow. nothing? <laughs> wow, you dickhead. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, Fox is a jackass a little bit. Jeez, I wish I hadn't have given you such a fun voice. <laughs> I can track anything. These little tricks aren't going to fool me. They say we're going to the Pillars of Pentagon. That's where they were going. There's a long silence. The Pillars of Pentagon lie in the most frightening part of the forest. Not even the bravest creatures go there. Hide! Tree says suddenly. Fast! I see goblins coming up the path. Weird! I kind of have a goblin-y voice. It's a little goblin. It's a, a little goblin. It's a little goblin-y for a, for a, for a tree. You jump down and skitter under a bush. You skitter? Are you an animal? Owl flutters into the tree's branches. I do, I, I'm, no, I'm Jamie, a young man who lives in the village. <laughs> but you still skitter somehow. Fox I, it's by. creepy as shit. I land on the ground and then I like skitter <laughs> like on all fours. <laughs> You're a little Spiderman. Um, 
Spox hides behind a rock and then changes his mind and runs for the forest. He's in plain sight when the goblins march into the clearing. Without pausing, the goblins throw their spears at Fox. He yells and runs into the bushes. The spears miss him, but they thud solidly into tree whose breeze-like groans pass unheard by the monsters. Missed, grunts one. Uh, so Mr. Tree's getting fucked up. Um, no doubt. Honestly, Why are all my friends trees and, like, woodland creatures? Am I a loser? That's a good question, and I think it might be answered by the picture on the next page. Um, so, Jamie is a very, um, I would say, what's this, What's that 60s haircut where you have, like, straight bangs and then the hair goes right down on the sides of your head? It's kind of like a bowl cut, oh. but it's, like, worse. It's like a long bowl cut. Yeah. It's like a long bowl cut down to the shoulders. It's like a feathered bowl cut. Yes, and uh, androgynous. Um, and right now, it looks like you're rubbing the owl's wing with like some, maybe like an alcohol swab. Uh, while behind you, tree is bleeding from his like tree nose, and there's like <laughs> there's a straight up spear in his upper lip. <laughs> this Just... is horrifying. The tree has blood. There's what is arrow. happening in this fantasy setting? There's an arrow sticking out of his nose, and it's like dripping, which I assume maybe is sap. But yeah. So that's that's kind of fun. Gross. Doesn't matter. Fox tastes bad, answers another goblin. Don't care about taste. Hunting is funnest part. Lard, the largest goblin rips its spear out of the tree and then drops on all fours and sniffs the ground. Girl scarf, it says, picking up a white kerchief. They've been here. Close now. I don't know why they all talk in pigeon. Uh... But here we are. Are goblins known for talking like that? Is that is that like a canon thing in D and D? Uh, I don't think there's such a thing as a canon thing in D and D anymore. <laughs> That's probably true. Goblins no. are known for being whatever stereotypes for whatever race of people you don't like is that's where goblins exist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty true. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, what if? The real goblins were the friends we made along the way. Uh, so, uh, what if goblins are those damn dirty Irish? What about that? <laughs> that actually sounds uh, pretty accurate. Yeah, uh, I I am almost completely Irish. Everybody, don't get mad. <laughs> Let's not get mad. I'm I'm a quarter Irish. In the void. My dad is half Irish. Um, uh, the other half of me is uh, German, but we came from Russia. Goblin. Our our people our people immigrated <laughs> to Russia and became river goblins. Uh, instead of, of instead of Nazi goblins. <laughs> it's, well, I, between the two choices, right? Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I'm fine with being a river goblin instead of a Nazi goblin. It's, you know, it's a good, uh, good trade-off. So, <clears throat> when the last goblin pounds down the path, you scurry out from beneath your bush and rush to tree. He moans softly, he's doing a lot of moaning, uh, and branches his sway, and his branches sway in pain. You inspect the wounds and plug them with wet, clean moss. The flow of sap slowly stops. Tree is calmed, and only an occasional movement of his branches tells you he suffers great pain. Al climbs down as soon as you finish patching Tree's trunk. A goblin spear is pierced his left wing. Do not be overly concerned. I can't remember how the owl talks. <laughs> they just winged me. It's pretty close. Wink, oh, wink. Jesus. I didn't make up oh, that joke. No. That's not mine. 
I want to say that. You remove the spear and carefully press a pad of moss onto the wound. That's for Yo, trees! Jamie's making a whole lot of decisions that I have nothing to do with. What the hell is going on? Uh, you have, I've been through like three pages now. So we're on the fourth. And we're getting down to the choices at the bottom of this page. Finally. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got a little antsy. <laughs> I, I wanted to kick that. I wanted to kick a goblin, but they're gone now. Yeah, we just let them like screw up your friends, and then the rest of it is just about you pushing yeah. moss into their wounds. <laughs> they full on drive by my only friends, and I would just let them. I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, goblins. <laughs> they're they represent those river <laughs> goblins who. We just don't give a shit. Let's not, let's not get into the goblins, what they represent. That, leave that up to the people at home. <laughs> leave that up to the racism and biases of the people in their in their seats. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to put my racism and bias on you. You use your own at home. <laughs> Fox returns and inspects his wounded friends, quote unquote. Wow, can you imagine what they'll do to those adventurers? He asks. I don't want to think about it, you say. Actually, I'm going to do more of like a shonen anime character for this guy. <clears throat> sure. I don't want to think about it, you say. <laughs> this is good. But you must, urges Tree. If we don't warn them, they won't stand a chance. We must do something. Don't look at me. I can't warn them, Fox says. You're the only human I'm on speaking terms with. Fox is correct, Al says. You're the only human I... Fox is being a bitch. (laughs) Like, you can obviously talk to humans. Go do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only human I've ever met who talks to animals. It would be useless for Fox or myself to attempt to warn the adventurers, for they would not understand us. You must warn them, Eliza Thornberry... Um, so... That's <laughs> who, who I am, deep down inside. Yeah. Are you going to warn the adventurers of the danger, or are you going to return home deciding you're too frightened and pussy out instead? Boy, I know how this this book ends in failure already, huh? Uh, I'm going to follow them, of course. i got to tell these adventurers that these level one goblins are after them. <laughs> They threw some sticks into a tree. What are we going to do? You don't know how powerful these guys are. Uh, You don't know how powerful these guys are. Their power level is so high. (laughs) Okay, so we we are going to warn them. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You're going to page 100, bud. God, that's such a jump. Yeah, you get a fun (laughs) illustration, too. Um... It looks like it. it's probably you, and Mr. Owl is uh, standing on your shoulder. And uh, Mr. Fox is next to you at your feet, and there's, like, these uh, ionic... I was really hoping I would ditch them. Nope, so they're still here. Pretty psyched. <laughs> uh, you've got some ionic columns uh, in front of you, but they're all, like, in a ruin. They're all, like, sort of, like, stacked on top of each other. Are they, are they really ionic? Because I know this. Ionic I, is the, I, I uh, took many courses. Ionic is the one that looks like a cartoon, right? Or is that Doric? No, Ionic is the one that looks like it has like a scroll at the top and bottom. Right. Like, like you know, 
like Hercules, the movie, <laughs> where they're, yeah, like, they're kind of yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I got it right. It's it's definitely Ionic. Man, this dude knows his shit yeah, about man. columns, well, folks. What can I say? I saw, I read a meme don't test day. him. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't step to Alan. He knows yeah. what he's doing about columns. Yeah, I read a meme about columns. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to read. <laughs> so what happens? So, I'll I'll do it. You say. I'll show you a shortcut to the pillars. Fox volunteers. Allow me to ride on your shoulder, Jamie. Al asks, and I too shall accompany you. You hold out your arm, and Al climbs up on your shoulder, puts out a little white poop on your arm. Following Fox, oh, you enter cool. the forest. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I said, I said, oh, great, cool. <laughs> you glitty shit on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that in the book? No. <laughs> After 20 minutes, you come to a tall stand of ash trees. Brambles and briars grow entwined around the base of the tall, gnarled trees. You push your way through and see that the forest stops at your feet. And the ground in front of you is a sickly, burnt gray. Several large pillars rise like thick, white fingers from the blackened earth. Their tops are broken and jagged and huge pieces lie strewn about the clearing. As the opening gapes near the base of the pillars, like a missing tooth in a jack-o'-lantern, you see three sets of footprints leading into the opening. As you peer into the opening, a squeal breaks from the forest, and you turn to see goblins racing from the tangles. Turn back to page 24. All the way back, just for that. Am I dead already? (laughs) Should I went home and took a nap? No, we're just like we're just like going to a different place in the book to make it seem like we're getting a lot of stuff happening here. Um, so here's two pages okay, without okay. choices. Um, <clears throat> choking back your fear, you duck under the pillars and enter the darkness. Glancing behind you, you see the goblins hard on your heels, with goblin cries echoing in the passage. There's a lot Brick of fetishist like, goblins. There's like no. a whole, there's a whole like sexual thing about this text. It's like pillars thrusting forth. And, there was like, yeah, pillars thrusting like fingers, like, like gaping openings. Fingers near the gaping opening. All right, so yeah. let, let's go deeper into this gape. Um, <laughs> with, uh. with the goblin cries echoing in the passage, you run as fast as you can, even though you have trouble seeing. Luckily, your long legs outdistance the goblins as you race down the corridor. But your breath soon rasps. I thought I was a little kid. I got like I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar now. Well, (laughs) you just like you're not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's just that uh, all of the other people are Muggsy Bogues. Wait, not Muggsy Bogues. That's that makes sense. Did I did I say Muggsy Bogues was five three? Okay, I made the right reference. For some reason, I thought I was talking about a baseball player for a second, but. Muggsy sounds more like a baseball guy it, name. It does, it does. <laughs> um, so, as you round the corner, a crumbling staircase rises upward into the darkness. The passage splits at the bottom and leads both left and right. But you don't get that choice yet. You lean against Weird. the staircase <laughs> and try to catch your breath, pressing your fingers against the ancient stone wall. You feel ancient stone carvings under your hands. The cries of the goblins draw closer. Well, Featherhead, Pants Fox, got any hot ideas now? It is my astute opinion that... Ark! 
The carving moves under your fingers, and a section of the staircase opens without warning. You fall backward into darkness. Hey, Fox cries. Why for me? He slips through the opening. I'm glad I gave him that voice. <laughs> hey, hey, Peter. Why for me? Hey, Peter. Hey. Why for me? You're so much better at it. I, I wish you hadn't put in front of you. <laughs> it's just like... No, no, no. It's just no, me no. doing like a worse impression than you for, for an hour. No, 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 no. <laughs> I've been doing it for a year straight. Don't worry about it. I've been, I've been practicing other things in the meantime. You know, I used to have a good... Patrick Warburton, but I've been I've been working on uh, like my Patrick Stewart, and I I can't have two Patricks, so <laughs> duh. that's true. Do your Patrick Stewart okay. right now. Okay. Do it. I've been watching I've been watching a lot of TNG with my wife. We got super into it, um, and I've been re-listening should, yeah. to uh, those episodes of M Class. Um, Fuck yeah, which is great. M Class podcast. Go check it out right now. But you know, after you finish this one. Uh, <laughs> it's mclasspodcast.com. Just go there. It has all the links you'll ever need. Yes. And uh, Jeff does a custom illustration for every single episode. And Yeah, like an idiot. It is both <laughs> uh, amazing and terrifying. It, it's it's one of those things that makes you afraid of another artist because of the power they have inside them to do that. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a stupid decision that I'm stuck with, like six years, like five years into it, but right. here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, my Patrick Stewart, I, I'm going to start with just like one word, okay? What, is, uh, okay? Patrick, what does Patrick Stewart say to a woman when he wants her to finish climaxing? Because um. <laughs> every I episode, en- I was expecting engage, but yeah, he does every time somebody comes to his door. Um. Um. Engage, and we all do. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, we all do. <laughs> I am constantly. Um, hot under the collar for his wonderful management skills and ethical communication it's true <laughs> if you want to see a real boss a boss bitch in action you should be watching tng because picard knows exactly what he's doing has to boss bitch though for real yeah for real um, i'm not doing that voice but for real <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh, so I've been working on the Picard, and I'll, I'll try to use it on a uh, on a character, because uh, I just I'm just gonna give you a little taste, <laughs> just a little taste. Um, okay, let's see. We're we're going down in the big hole. Um, the wall quickly uh, <laughs> snicks shut. Snicks. Snick was my favorite Nickelodeon program. Hey. Oh shit, man! I apologize for the helicopter that's crashing into my home right now. Honestly, apparently it sounds like it. I can't hear it right now, but I do hear it kind of like it's kind of like somebody's very like lightly caressing the microphone. Uh, it's like it's like being picked up on the mic, unlike my uh, <laughs> audio for sure. Like yeah, it sounded fine. like the helicopter just whiffed past my window. <laughs> it was. That <laughs> Like Alright, so let's let's go down this big gaping hole. Okay. Goblin feet pound up the stairway that you're hiding under. There's too much pounding, there's too much feet, there's too much thrusting. 
Just very much too much feet. I'm not. I'm not into that. It's like that episode of. Uh, speaking of Star Trek, it's like that episode of Star Trek where there's like a three minute shot of Deanna Troy's feet getting oiled. And that's. All I don't I remember that, that episode, buddy. Oh, that's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one with the guy. What episode was that? It's the one with the dude who comes on the ship and he's like half Betazoid too, and he's kind of an ambassador, and he's trying to get like supplies for some alien race with a face that has that's like they're burn victims um and and she's like he comes out of the ship and they immediately like have a connection and then there's a scene where he like first interaction they've had like takes off her hairband and then like caresses her face in a really aggressive way and it's like it's framed in a really uncomfortable way you don't remember any of this no, it sounds like a Brandon Braga episode, though. Well, I don't know who Brandon Braga is, but I know that dude likes speed Bran- if he wrote Bran- this noted, Yeah, noted sex pervert Brandon Braga probably wrote that episode. <laughs> if you want to know more about him, you can listen to M-Class Podcast, where we clown on him all the time. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, go over there for more Brandon Braga facts. Um, okay. Finally, Fox says, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're not alone. That is correct, a deep voice says. Who's there? You demand, trying to sound brave. In answer, a burst of light fills the room. A wrinkled old man leans on a staff in front of you. He seems more ancient and frail than anyone you have ever seen. A bright, torchlight light leaps from his staff. A young fighter stands on the old man's right, pointing his sword at you. His battle-scarred armor is bulging and bulging muscles tell you this is not someone to anger. A beautiful elven maiden stands on the left. Bright red hair hangs to her waist. She wears carefully tailored leather armor. Her hand rests on a polished dagger handle, and she watches you intently with bright green eyes. Sup, baby? (laughs) That's what I say. Is there a choice for that? Oh, yeah, totally. Turn to page 69. Oh, boy. <laughs> like where this is going. Oh, boy, mutters Fox. We're in for it now, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, Fox, you gross ass. Patience, Fox, Al says. I have found hasty judgment leads to disaster. I can't think of anything more disastrous than dying, he answers. We got a cool picture of the uh, of the three here. We got Evangeline Lilly playing the role of the uh, of the elf maiden. Um, of course, of course. Uh, we got <laughs> I, I don't know. We got a, got a dude with a beard who looks real wrinkly. Just a dude. A dude Just a some dude. Just some dude with a beard. Just a dude with a beard. And then the warrior um, who looks like a, he's dressed as a Roman centurion. Uh, Honestly, I mean, he's pretty. He looks pretty inter- interchangeable. He he looks sort of like the same angry, like white dude who looks downward on every game cover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of, sort of. Ba- the bald space marine, but in fantasy. <laughs> but except he has like uh, Roman hair. You know, he's kind of got a. Oh okay, yeah. Almost a little bit of an Owen Wilson haircut going on. So he's anachronistic. Yeah. Everybody else is like medieval fantasy, and then there's a Roman guy. <laughs> yeah. Carrying, carrying a, a, a broadsword though. Let's let's not, you know. Okay. Yeah. 
big old medieval broadsword. So I, ca- I can't catch in a boat. That's okay. him. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. Um, Fox, owl, cries the old man in a papery dry voice. Do not waste your strength arguing with each other. Neither the fighter nor Baltech nor the elven thief Lydia will harm you. You stare in amazement as Fox and Owl stop arguing and walk across the floor toward the old man. They understood the old man, and he understood them. Surprised, child? Magical! (laughs) He asks, Don't be. Like you, I can speak with animals, and so can those with me. He pauses, and you back away from him. How How the fuck does he know I can speak to animals? I haven't said word one to those two idiots this whole time. I think because the animals talked to you when the wizard came out and went, Hold the fuck up, child. Don't take up for this book. <laughs> no, no. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It, it, it all works logically, Jeff, if you look at the Wikipedia, okay? Of um, course. Alan wrote this book, everybody. I want you all to know that. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> These characters are multidimensional, Jeff. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> okay. Read your story. Um, <laughs> Read your story, son. Um, don't worry, Jamie. He continues. I am not one to fear. Come, sit beside. Come, sit beside. I, just, no, I really like this voice because it's you like, both feel like a Patrick Stewart. Kind of, but like, like I, I, it sounds like I'm, Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like, <laughs> don't well, worry, child. I can You'll actually... find your answers in the shrine of the Silver Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We're fully. I wasn't really going for Picard. It was kind of like I thought about it, and then I was like, I don't have the energy to try hard enough to to like do yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but we're definitely doing Olmec. Okay. Do not worry, Jamie. He continues. <laughs> I am not one to fear. Come. Sit beside me. Come. I shall tell you and your friends everything you need to know. He holds out his hand. His eyes are kindly and intelligent and hold all the strength his body lacks. Without a word... God, I fucking run. I (laughs) hoof it hard away from this old creeper. Nope, you cross the small space between you and clasp the waiting hand. Uh, Of course I do. You grabbed the old man's hand. Where's your van, sir? (laughs) Where... Lead me to your lead me to your sex dungeon that I've heard so much about. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I kind of like know about it. I'm just like I'm down for it, you know. <laughs> Jesus. So so, what do we do with this old creeper? And better not be a sex dungeon. <laughs> uh, fixing his gentle yet powerful gaze on you, he begins. Although it seems unlikely, this was once a beautiful place. There were no goblins, no monsters, no death, no destruction. The fields were fertile. The people were prosperous and happy and blessed my name, the name of King Pentagon. <gasps> it's King Pentagon. Oh, my God, his name's on the book, Jeff. Oh, okay, yeah, his name's on the book. Oh, wow! Oh, crap, We just it's called Pillars of Pentagon. We just passed the pillars and we met Pentagon. Oh, shit, book over. We did it. <laughs> no, no, there's another page without things to do or, or, change, or make choices about. Oh, fuck, man. This time there's a I feel a like bed. I'm really on my own adventure. I feel like I'm really just making my own decisions. It doesn't feel a lot like some guy halfway across the country is reading to you. 
<laughs> That's no, what this podcast is. It doesn't is. feel like I'm being I'm being held captive by this book or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. You're here totally by choice. Okay, so in the next picture there is a bearded man, I assume old Pentagon, and he is in his bed. Um Honestly. He was in a bed the whole time? Well, oh. I think this is like a flashback, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. And there's okay. like clouds above his bed. Um, he's got like a four-poster California King. You know. He's got the good stuff. Um, Rich bastard. He actually got his mattress from Casper. Uh, and uh, if you guys go right now to Casper.com. Actually, we're not sponsored at all but fuck i was like this this motherfucker's got a casper sponsorship and the, sh- like, the show isn't even out yet yeah he hasn't put out episode one <laughs> I, I i i gently nudge you into picking this ep- uh, this book so that we could get the casper uh, sponsorship in there organically jeez oh, yeah because no one in any of the other books was ever near a bed <laughs> no. it was only this one <laughs> Well, this is the only one with a picture of a bed, and as you know, on an audio podcast, that's important. And, um, the the, the, the picture visuals. is the most important thing. Yeah, the visuals are really important. Um, although I was a wise and good king, I did not do it alone. I had a, I had a co-host, kind of like a dollar store Mark Summers. I was aided by <laughs> great, great magical staff. <laughs> it was given to me by my father, who would received it from his father before oh. him. Who had received it? He from... meant like magical staff, as in like a staff of people working for him. Because he's like, I didn't do it alone. I had a great magical staff. I had a team, actually four teams: the Purple Parrots, the Silver Monkeys, <laughs> the, the other the, um, the Golden the Red Jaguars. The um, blue barracudas, the the dark gray hammerhead sharks, the brown eyes. <laughs> okay, you know the classics. Yeah, yeah, the everybody, ev- the ones everybody knows. Everybody has that T-shirt from um, Only Ninety Kids Knows. <laughs> uh, only Nineties Kids Know dot com. Uh, and if you go to Only Nineties Kids Know dot com slash interactive fiction. Uh, All right, so do I fuck this old man or not? <laughs> okay, so uh, just so, again, he he received he received the thing from his father, who got it from his father, whose father received it from his father, and his father before him. Uh, so that's a lot of fathers. Uh, it contains the magic and knowledge of all those lifetimes. Unfortunately, in the hands of evil, it can be used with terrible results, as you see by this foul ruin. One night, as I slept, a black fog. I'm just gonna like we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna fast forward this explanation because it is four paragraphs sure. long. It is the rest of the page. <clears throat> so, speed reading time. One night, as I slept, a black fog covered the kingdom. By the time we were discovered, this magic fog, it was too late. Cloak the coming of the evil one. In the darkness of the magic fog, the evil master crept into my castle and stole my magic staff. When the sun rose, it could not pierce the black gloom. Most of the people fled in fear, and those who stayed to fight were killed by the black cloud. I fought desperately, but without my staff, I was all but helpless. At last, I was near total exhaustion. About um, All about me was near ruin, and I was forced to leave my own kingdom. And though I was too weak to battle my unseen foe any longer, I vowed I would return. Year after year, I returned, seeking to defeat the evil one and regain what is rightfully mine. This is my last attempt. The staff holds much of my strength. And Without a girl being weaker. So let me get yeah. this straight. Let me let me put this this tale together. 
Uh, wait, there's a little bit an more. E- an evil man. There's a little bit more. It's... Just, just so you have sure. the end. I'll, I'll hold off. I'll hold off. Yet if I die, there will be nothing to stop the enemy. He pauses and adds, "It must be stopped now, and you must help me." There you go. Okay. So put it. Put so uh, an an yeah. evil wizard mm-hmm. attacked his his keep, his pillared keep, and stole his magical staff and turned it into a shitty ruin that he didn't even leave. Mm-hmm. He just fucking rules over a shitty ruin now. Yes. And he stayed there this for a the long time. This is the worst villain I've ever heard of. <laughs> and and not to mention, if you look at the picture of him in in the olden times, he has like. A brown beard, like you know, it's it's, it's not in color, but you can tell, like obviously, yeah, he's, he's like a dark-haired, like Jesusy looking guy. Sure. Um, so he has stayed here until he became papery skinned and old. So King. this dude has ruled over a non-kingdom, a ruin mm-hmm. for like fifty years or something. Yeah, he he just goes around in there. He kind of like you know plays a little uh, water polo occasionally by himself. <laughs> <laughs> He plays uh, why do, he plays one-player Mortal Kombat. <laughs> there we go. We brought it back around. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, He's like, why the hell is Rambo in this game? Oh, <laughs> I got nobody to ask about it, so I guess I'll just keep playing. <laughs> uh, the old man stares intensely at each of you. As his eyes lock upon yours, you feel deeply drawn to him. His mission becomes yours. You believe, as the old man does, that you can and you must succeed. <laughs> so, you don't get a choice. Again. Cool. Pen- cool. Pentagon continues. The master, as it calls itself, usually remains in the central tower. Between us and the tower, there are many halls, caverns, and passageways. They will be guarded by bands of goblins and skeletons, all of whom serve the evil one. Although there are a few ways to defeat the evil one, I have a plan. A cube of mystic forces and a ring of spell turning lie hidden in the depths of the dungeon beneath the castle. I do not believe the master possesses them. If we can get them, we stand an excellent chance of success. <clears throat> I don't feel like I'm my own adventure right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta bleep that. I gotta bleep that. Cut, cut, cut. Oh, shit. I, I destroyed the guidelines. <laughs> oh, God! First episode I came on. That's fine. I've done it like seven times. Look, it's worded differently. They can't do shit. I've really got to my own adventure. I don't agree with you, says the elf. Wouldn't it be better to sneak straight through? We can avoid discovery as well as fighting, and perhaps pick up some treasure along the way. And then, um, <clears throat> the fighter. Me. I'm more in favor of a direct approach. Of course. Says the <laughs> of course, that voice. I suggest we move slowly from one area to the next, fighting when necessary. The old man fastens his gaze upon you. And you, little one, he asks in a soft voice. What do you think? Which of the ways would you choose? Me? You stammer. I'm just a kid. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I poo poo in diaper. <laughs> Where's my mommy at? <laughs> all I do is talk to animals all day. Age do has... I have a family? Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> Age has little to do with intelligence, replies the old man. Take me. I'm dumb as fuck. <laughs> I lost my kingdom to some fucking idiot who never left the ruins. I live in a fucking ruin, 
and I play Mortal Kombat <laughs> by myself all day. Also, can you tell me about never, Rambo? <laughs> I never graduated school. I don't even know the ABCs. <laughs> I've never tied my shoes. I've never known down. the touch of a woman. Um. <laughs> I've never known the touch of myself. I, I don't get it. How do you do it? I t- what, what do I pull? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried helicoptering it around for three hours and nothing happened. So I just figured maybe it's broken. <laughs> it is after that. <laughs> so uh, you may choose the old man's course of action. You may choose the elf's way, you may choose the fighter's way, or you may choose your own way. Which one shall it be? Man. Huh. Well, if if Fleetwood Mac has taught me anything, right, mm-hmm. is that I should go my own way. Go your own way! <laughs> I was, I was like, man, that's a whole audience full of people that I'm going to get that reference. Um, I feel like Fleetwood Mac is choose... like, I mean, come on. Fleetwood Mac, everybody that's knows Fleetwood true. Mac, right? The, the ocean spray skateboarding guy. This he is fucking, like. He loves Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah, totally. And everybody got into Fleetwood Mac on uh, on TikTok for a hot second because of that. So clearly the that's children true. who are my main audience, children, <laughs> uh, listening to this, this podcast your main about audience. gaping holes. Is thrusting fingers the children who are the main audience of this podcast you haven't released yet (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i'm going to go my own way okay um let's see here with all due respect sir you say nervously i'm gonna go my own way well you can just call it another lonely day um, mm-hmm. you say nervously, <laughs> with all due respect, sir, you say nervously, <laughs> do we have to go any of those ways? I'm not very good at fighting and bashing my way through things, and to be honest, the sneaking business doesn't sound very pleasant either. My shonen anime voice really sounds kind of dumb, too, now that I'm kind of a big baby diaper baby. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a, like a Deku from My Hero Academia, right? Uh with all due respect, sir, you say nervously. Oh, God, that's so close. That's so, it's too close I have for a, comfort. I have a couple of good, really good, like, Dragon Ball Z impersonations. I, I feel like I could, uh, if there was a business of imitating semi-niche anime characters, I could do that. <laughs> uh, that and, Deku uh, was extremely close. And just I'm doing impressed. it, just doing okay at it. Just, like, extremely close impersonations, but not quite on the money. Um, okay. Do we have to go any of those ways? I'm not very good at fighting and bashing my way through things. And to be honest, this sneaking business doesn't sound very pleasant either. The thief flushes deep red and reaches for her dagger. Pentagon puts out his hand and stops her action. Nor do I like the idea of going into a dungeon, you continue cautiously. If something went wrong, we'd be trapped under the earth. A shiver of fear runs down your spine. Isn't there some other way we could go? Yes, Pentagon says hesitantly. I suppose there is. We could go over and through the ruins of my castle. It is a fairly direct route. Yes, yes, we could do that. 
I didn't think of that before. Weird. Well, he really is stupid, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> if you please, sir, that's what I'd like to do. A good choice, child. We should have. I should have thought of that myself. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty you years ago. <laughs> oh, dude, he's all frail. He's got to be all might. We've got a Deku here. I, I shouldn't change voices oh so often, God. but I feel, I feel like you know. Uh, okay, anyway. All Might isn't like an old bitch, though. That's true. You can't put that on my boy. (laughs) That's true. All Might's my favorite. I'm not going to make him an old bitch. Yeah, All Might is my favorite as well. Ah, I know I liked you. Um... <laughs> that's uh, you didn't know until then. You no, know, yeah, I don't know I, about this Jeff guy. I'll put him on my show, but that's it. I've been, I've, I've been, you've been on my show a couple times, and I would consider you my friend. But uh, sure, I don't know if I like. If you, you. would have said the wrong thing right there. God damn it! That would have <laughs> been the end of it. I judge people only by their favorite um, My Hero Academia character, because uh, that's what my niece does. And honestly, like she's smarter than I am. It's not a bad system. <laughs> if somebody says Bakugo, you know you got a problem. Yes. If something's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, a good choice, child. I should have thought of it myself. We'd better get started. Holding the staff with both hands, Pentagon taps the ceiling once, twice, three times. A section of it rumbles back to reveal the night sky. Kind of could have done this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> nice magic powers you've got there, frail old man about to die. Good Away. job. <laughs> Away you go, says the fighter, boosting you through the opening. Soon all of you stand outside the small hole. Pentagon taps around the gen- uh, taps the ground gently, and the missing section falls neatly into place. Now, says the wizard, we have two choices. We can go into the Hall of Kings. Or we can go through a secret tunnel into the Hall of Past Glories. Which shall it be? Secret tunnel, secret tunnel, secret tunnel, secret tunnel! <laughs> I'm just screaming it. It's echoing throughout the whole room. <laughs> oh my god, secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Oh, I get to the tunnel! <laughs> Let's go through the tunnel, says Lydia. I feel better underground. There are too many eyes above ground. Sounds good to me, says Baltek. I narrow. I like narrow areas myself. They're much easier to defend. Fox agrees and follows behind the thief. Majority I cannot ro- believe that my two fucking animal companions are still with me. Yeah, oh, they're I like... they like, it's still happening. Fox agrees and goes, I'm here too. Majority rules. (laughs) We take the tunnel. All right, then, says the wizard. Follow me. A cold wind whistles through the dark air as you pick your way over the fallen columns, large blocks of stone, and shattered statues of ancient men. The black mouth of a tunnel looms ahead and dread washes over you. Hiding your fears, you follow the elf maiden into darkness. Silence, thick and uncomfortable, swallows you. You feel as though evil, dark, loving creatures watch your every action. Your party bunches together around the dim light cast by Pentagon's staff. You have only got a few yards when Al fucking talks again. <laughs> my, super, my superior eyesight tells me there's an obstruction directly ahead. 
Not to be outdone, Fox adds, My superior sense of smell tells me goblins are hiding behind that obstruction. Oh, All... shit. Does anybody want to kiss while we're in the dark? Anybody <laughs> want to kiss? Tell Can I roll to see if anybody will give me a smoocheroo in the yeah, dark? Yeah, roll for seven seconds in heaven with whoever you want. Uh, which which one do you want okay. first of all? Because that's going to influence who, who you well, who you smooch with. I think I think I'm going to try I'm going to try it out with the elven maiden. <laughs> okay, fine. You don't want to make up with Ball make up with Baltech in the dark. All right, uh, so I you're going to stay away from dudes named Ball. It's a dark. It's it's a dark tunnel, and you're rolling. It's to, a dark. It's a dark, <laughs> and you are rolling to kiss the elf girl. Shit. I just dropped my phone when I was trying to roll. I actually have a D twenty in my hand. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thirteen. Uh, you accidentally kiss Pentagon on his toe. Ah, uh, fuck. That's what he wanted all along. I guess that's fine. <laughs> Pentagon is like, mm, not gonna say no. He's- this is a gross episode. It's, your show's not even out yet. This is the weirdest, grossest episode. <laughs> uh, you don't know that. <laughs> you don't That's know what, true. You, you don't know what happened. That's true. Um, <laughs> okay. All eyes look to Pentagon for direction. There's no point in fighting them here, he says. This path has been claimed by the evil one. We will have to go on to the Hall of Kings or return to the secret room under the stairs and choose another course of action. If you choose to go to the Hall of Kings, turn to page 36. If you return to Harry Potter's bedroom, turn to page 31. Look, if, if like, I get to a point where the story can't continue, I better be getting grisly murdered to death. That's how these books are supposed to work. Yeah, this one, uh, it's like, we're, we're getting to a point where it's like, hmm... You could, you sure could end here, book. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do the Hall of Kings. Maybe we'll run into the main bad guy when we get this shit over with. It's just like the Hall of Presidents, <laughs> and there's a bunch of animatronic kings in there. But it's like, oh boy, it's like Burger King and like another king. <laughs> I can't think of and any other... other king that I can't think yeah. of. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the only one you could think of was Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Cuz I'm a big fat man. It's Burger King. The, I think it's cuz I watched the king, uh, the king and I. Oh yeah, yeah. The the king from the King and I fucking King Arthur. Oh uh Cusco. King from Tekken. <laughs> Martin Luther King. Hell yeah. Uh, he's the only one who actually deserves to be there. Um, also everybody out there, like, there's just like... Wait, a, are you a, telling me, you telling me King from Tekken doesn't deserve to have an animatronic? <laughs> no. You motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you didn't make the cut. But, we do have a long Damn. line at the end of the hall where it's just dudes who call each other King on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead and keep reading, King. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you quickly cross, uh, I choose the tunnel, says Lydia. Uh, you quickly cross to her side and say, I really don't like being underground. Could we please choose the Hall of Kings? I know you'll understand, because even though you're as brave as Baltech, I bet there's something you don't like. 
At first, a thief glares at you. What? This dumb motherfucker just said I'd choose the tunnel we just left. <laughs> I think it's because the book like is like, turn to page 36 where you would have gone if you had chosen the yeah. tunnel. Dude, Idiot. I really love that L- Lydia is just like, no, let's go back to the tunnel. Let's, maybe it's different this time. <laughs> maybe it's different. Maybe there's not goblins in a tunnel this time. I don't know. We, didn't, we haven't been back in a while. Just saying. Lydia just knows what's happening. She's just like, look, we walked away far enough. They despawned. Let's go. <laughs> it's like Mario 3 rules. Uh, I don't... Uh, let's see what, here. Sorry, go ahead. What don't you like, Lydia? At first, are you afraid of? At first, the thief glares at you. But her eyes finally warm. She smiles and says... You're right. I can't stand bats. Just the thought of them makes my skin crawl. Let's go to your Hall of Kings. You're soon threading your way between a line of jagged pillars of Pentagon. They rise high into the night sky. They, they used to be a roof connecting them, sighs the wizard. It was really quite grand. Thick swirls of sand muffle your footsteps as you march towards the ruins of a large chamber. A set of double doors, nearly 20 feet tall, hang loosely on their shins. Hinges. <laughs> shins. On their shins? Yeah, I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> no need to knock, barks Fox. Let's hope no one's home. Go home, Fox. <laughs> you ever hear the one about goblins? Oh, jeez. Shopbox. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh jeez! <laughs> How am I ever gonna do that? Slipping between the yawning doors, you find yourself standing in a wide corridor that stretches into total darkness. The hall of my ancestors, Pentagon whispers. How grieved they would be to know and see their kingdom now. The rasp of steel on steel. Rings through the room suddenly. Stand back. Wait. Oh. Sorry. Stand back, cries the fighter. We're surrounded. You peer into the darkness, and you can barely see dozens of man-like shapes in the black room. No, dear fellow, Pentagon says. Put away your sword. There is no danger from this quarter. I will show you. Don't worry. We're like 40 choices into the book. Nothing bad is happening. Pentagarn sure. lights the room with his staff flickering uh, light. His staff's flickering light. And you see statues stretching as far along as the hall as you can see. Let me introduce my ancestors, says the old wizard proudly. You approach the figure. I piss slowly. on him. <laughs> I piss on the statue. You just have one Let's where see. it's like, it's, what's, what's a, um, Let's see. Give, me, give me a fictional king. Ooh, 20. Roll 20. I fucking piss on it like the king I am. Who's okay. the king now? So all of the all of the kings in the in the hall are like kings in the hall is a it's their sketch group. Um, so oh fuck, that's actually really good. You piss on the kings <laughs> in the hall, um, and they all short circuit at the same time, and just oh damn, they were robots the whole time. I saved the day <laughs> with my super powerful piss. Actually, this is this is more of like a sort of. Chuck E. Cheese sort of thing. There's pizza afterward. Oh, uh, Don't I'm worry about it. I, I always found them, them kind of creepy. It's okay. <laughs> I'm still glad I peed on them. That one, that one was my great-grandfather, and he was a pedophile. So it's fine. Jeez. 
Jeez. Jeez, wow. I'll have to write down that Jeez down in my book. Cheese and crackers. Cheese <laughs> and crackers, all magic. I'm going to write that oh, down no. in, my, in, my, in my book. <laughs> okay. Uh, you slowly ap- approach the figures with a certain amount of dread. One by one, Pentagard passes each figure and wipes a little piss off and recites his or her name, telling of battles long past. Oh, I God. imagine you just piss we... everywhere. Like, just all over. Of course. Them. I just uh, went off like a sprinkler. Yeah. And then and then, <laughs> and then Baltek goes, Oh my God, there's piss everywhere. <laughs> That's a great callback. I like that. Okay, there are two P- more... Pentagon, <laughs> can we get this fucking show on the road? There are two more pages left until that happens, unfortunately. Oh, no. <sighs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, That's no. what Fox says. <laughs> this book's fucking long. The first stone king holds a staff, much like the one Pentagon holds. A young and plain sapling with some carvings at its top. As you pass each king's staff, uh, statue, the staff grows and changes until it is a complex blend of beauty and power. That's kind of a cool idea. Sure. I'll give, yeah, I'll give the book that one. As you stand in front of the last statue, admiring the beauty and power of the staff, Pentagon says quietly, My father... You notice with astonishment that Pentagon's father wears an amulet. It looks exactly like the one your mother gave you. You raise your hand to your chest, where the amulet still hangs under your shirt. Could it be the amulet Pentagon's father wore? As if reading your thoughts, Lydia asks Pentagon, What is that necklace? That, my dear, is the amulet of power, a most wonderful device. <laughs> Unfortunately, of course it, it, is. it was lost. <laughs> When the kingdom fell. And, you know, I just never got around to looking for it. I've been in this house for a really long time, but it was kind of, you know, I was sort of doing stuff. I've been working on some things. A lot of irons in the it's, fire. You know. Time gets away from you, yeah. you know. <laughs> if I had it, our job would be much easier. As you're about to reveal the amulet to Pentagon, a crazed howling fills the hall. You turn to see two large wolves running towards you. The beasts have glowing red eyes and ugly white teeth. Quickly, uh, quickly, cries Al. There's not a moment to lose. Oh, Hearts God. racing wildly. <laughs> All Go of you. Home, t- owl. <laughs> <laughs> All of you dash through the dusty darkness. The howling follows, lapping at your heels. You can see two doors ahead, one to the right and one to the left. Which way, old man? Lydia shouts. A guard room lies on the right and an antechamber to the left. Pitagarn gasps in answer. Lydia presses her ear to both doors. I hear scurrying in the antechamber. Nothing in the guardroom. Which way do you go? Uh, I'll go to the guardroom because maybe I can get a sword so I can do something. <laughs> that sounds good. Maybe maybe something could happen in the book. That would be kind of fun. Um, the door to the guard's chamber proves difficult to open. Muted grating noises echo through the room. The sounds of beams and rocks shifting. You all squeeze through the door quickly, and it slams shut. Quick, everyone, shouts Lydia. Get away from this door! Seconds later, a thick cloud of choking dust fills the room, and a loud roar shakes the floor. When the air clears, you see that the doorway is nearly buried under a mountain of dirt, rocks, and beams. Taking a deep breath of relief, you examine the room by the glow of Pentagon's staff. Shields, swords, daggers, and other instruments of war lie about the room. Jackpot. Yes. 
Give it to me. Here, kid. Take this sword. The fighter says, placing a yes. weapon in your hand. I don't know how to use this. You say, trying to lift the oh, heavy thing. shut up. Forget the sword, kid, says Lydia. Use this. I had one when I was your age. She places a small, beautiful dagger in your hand. You slide it into your belt. I don't know how to use this either, you say. But at least it's the right size. What do we do now? We can open the door on the right and slip into the council chambers, Pentagon says. Well, Lydia heard the rustling and scurrying, Owl croaks. Or, uh, or we can venture into the alchemist's room, Pentagon says. I seem to remember, too, that there was a door to the antechamber hidden on the side of the wall, but I can't remember where. Two choices are uh, enough for me, wizard, says the fighter. There's always two choices. <laughs> Any more than that. Uh, and that confuses me. And that's a line from the oh, he's book. An idiot. Cool. I didn't, I didn't make that joke. He's a fucking moron. Sweet. Um, I I think I'm gonna go into the antechamber because the scurrying thing could kill me, and then the story could be over. I think I'm gonna go in. There. Okay. Cool. 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 Me. You're just stuck here forever until the book ends. I didn't tell you that. Uh. Yeah. I figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna tell you right now. You go in. Because this is just, nothing happens. There's bats, you have a fight, you fight the bats, and then you can go to the guard room or the alchemist chamber. Basically, it just loops you back around oh, to the Jesus. alchemist chamber. Jesus. Okay, let's go to the alchemist chamber. Maybe I can figure out what this amulet's about. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are in the alchemist's chamber. This is my favorite room, says Pentagon. I get my best J.O. time on in here. Very quiet. Whoa, is that in the book? Wow. <laughs> this is a different time. Uh, let's see if we can find sure, him. You can just tell children about your J.O. time back yeah. then. It was fine. Let's see if we can find a few useful trinkets lying around. I always forget that the the character, because you're an adult. You're just an adult. So you're the character. Yeah. So I forget that there's like well, children I'm, in the I'm room. Jamie, the extremely androgynous child. Yes, yes. Uh, he looks about and picks up a fancy crystal bottle. Excellent, he says, shaking the bottle and peering into it. I knew I saved some. I wonder if there's any left. It's so difficult to tell with these invisible potions. The wizard places his finger over the mouth of the bottle and tilts it. The finger disappears. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, man. Cries the wizard. I hate everyone in this adventure, including myself. <laughs> I was so afraid it had evaporated. And now we're going to spend the next three pages talking about more things I found. Ooh, there's an old McDonald's toy. <laughs> this is magical. I've been this looking is goddamn that. magical. Ooh, I think I found enough quarters to buy a little Debbie. Guys, come here. <laughs> I, think, I think I might be able to get a Swiss, a Swiss roll and a Nutty Buddy. I'm pretty sure. The... <laughs> the vending machine in the antechamber yeah, will would... give me their delicious treats. I want to go back to the delicious antechamber. Okay. Um, <laughs> nothing to worry about, child, Pentagon reassures you. This is the essence of invisibility. I could come in quite handy, but I will have to be careful not to break the bottle. I don't want to disappear quite yet. Not until, you know, we finish the adventure, we're back at home, and I tell you I'm going out for smokes. If you found that, <laughs> says Lydia. 
<laughs> I bet you could find other magic things, too. You're right, Lydia. Maybe I could find something magical for you. But the materials in my... Oh, wait, but this is still... This is Pentagon again, because you have no agency. You're... <laughs> No, I don't get to do anything no. in this story. I, I get to pick which room we run into next. <laughs> ah, you're, you are the one who drives this adventure. What do I now, kid? If you wish to conjure forth another magical item, risking the possibility of a magical accident, or do you want to continue on this course without trying to manufacture more magical items? Uh... I've already got a magical amulet and a magical potion that turns me invisible. Mm -hmm. This is getting greedy as shit. Trying to get a third magical item? Yeah, but a greedy, kids, go ahead. greedy kids die. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I guess that's true. I could die faster, but I think... Are you more I suicidal think the right worst now, outcome... Okay. Huh? Sorry, I said, are you more suicidal right now or more, like, interesting? <laughs> I uh, I don't want to leave this book without figuring out why the fuck I have this kingdom's magical amulet, but uh, yeah. it seems like they're just not going <laughs> to tell me till the very end. Sorry. So. <laughs> you don't get to know. Uh, so but let's, let's go ahead. Okay, so we're just going to continue on this course. I don't think we'd better try the magic stuff. Baltek says, I wouldn't eat a cake that had been in a pantry for 200 years. I don't think we're smart to mess with 200 year old magic ingredients either we might get killed all right baltech you've made your point size lydia where do we go now through the door why do these why do these people hate each other like they're on a team together they're always just like whatever you fucking moron let's just go Okay, uh, summary of the last page. We're gonna go through the door, but it's rusted shut. I think in the throne room, the evil one's there. Turn to page 84. You don't have a choice. Oh, cool. Oh, since it it's gave rusted me one shut, choice. Since it's rusted shut, me, the wizard, is gonna wave my hand, and now it's open. This was of no consequence or point. My god. Okay. This this is not the best of these books. I hate to go on record so Honestly, quickly. It's a little rough. It's a little rough, uh, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. There, It's funny because of us, I think. Yeah, I would say it's probably yeah, 80% you, uh, 20% me. No, 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 no. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna like cut that out and use it as a sound effect in the episode. Sure. I don't know what you would use that for, but for saying ahead. no, duh. No, 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 no. Anytime no. I need to say no really quickly, Jeff. God, don't embarrass me. I've made it in life. <laughs> I've become a sound effect on a podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Clip it. Um. Okay. Here, let me splash a little fluid of invisibility on us, says Pentagon. He fumbles through his robe, searching for the container. Are you sure it'll work? Baltek asks anxiously. We no. saw it work, you dumb fucking bastard. What are you talking about? No, I'm, I'm still not sure. Is it, uh... I've made this joke, I think, three times on this podcast now. <clears throat> What's in there? Liquid. Uh, so the, there you go. Um, how do we know? How do we know if we turn the television on that it'll play TV channels? 
Um, Psycho Mantis. How long does it last? <laughs> How long does it last? Lydia asks nervously. It'll work just fine. The magic user says reassuringly. We got tired of saying Pentagon. Uh, it will last long enough for us to accomplish our mission. The wizard carefully pours several drops of liquid on the tongues of Lydia and Baltek. They disappear into thin air. Not bad at all, Lydia says gaily. The voice is directly in front of you, but you see nothing. Suddenly, invisible fingers... Oh, that's why she wouldn't kiss me. Suddenly, invisible fingers dig into your ribs and tickle you. <laughs> what the fuck? No, Lydia definitely wanted to, like, kiss you. It's that you rolled a 13, and I felt it was so unlucky you no, had to, like, get a she bad said ending. she just did something gaily. She yeah. just did something gaily. She doesn't want to kiss me. You don't think Unless so? I do happen to be a lady. I don't know. Oh, I got it. I got it. I, I, I get it. I see I see what you're saying there. It's it's We're not entirely sure whether I'm a lady or, or a dude. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I hate being tickled. You scream. Trying to escape the persistent tickling, you roll across the dusty floor and bump into Pentagon. <laughs> this is just delightful. You hear the tinkle and a poof. Gasping, you open your eyes and see Pentagon wringing his hands. He looks at the down at the floor, glumly. I had just sprinkled Fox and Owl when you bumped me, he frets. I dropped the vial and it broke. Fox got a double dose and now he's fucking dead. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, Fox got a double dose Good. and I'm afraid there's nothing left for us. Does it mean I'm this way forever? Yaps, Fox. We could not possibly come. Uh, have such a great fortune, Al says. <laughs> we could not possibly have such great fortune, Al says. Oh my god, everyone hates each other. And then the wizard <laughs> says, No, it's permanent. For real? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misread. No, it's not permanent, says the wizard. No. Okay, that's much more like a children's store. <laughs> Don't worry, there's no straight, there's no stakes. This is the, like, older <laughs> kid version of this series. There's, like, a, like, a, um... Uh, Kevin read the like little kid version, and it had way more action than this. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody at home, that my episode is a disappointment to you action lovers out there. You picked the one with a cool gym and a giant skeleton. Like, it is a sick-looking dragon, I gotta say. Like, it's actually really cool. I, I really should have went after the Mario one, right? Because then I could at least be like, here's all my stupid Mario knowledge. <laughs> hey, but you have a lot of other stupid knowledge that I think is really worthwhile. <laughs> I know a decent amount about fantasy stories, and they don't usually involve being tickled and causing a catastrophe. And you certainly know, like, more kings than I do. I knew at least three. <laughs> you can go back to the secret room under the stairs and pursue another course of action, or you can continue on this course of action and take your chances. Uh, I'm gonna take my chances. All I'm right. gonna. I want to fucking fight. Damn it. Yeah. Will we ever get to it? Nobody knows. Oh, it's a long page. Oh, but we uh, we have an evil one. Okay. 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 Here we go. It's happening, Jeff. I'm it's ready. Happening. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I say let's continue. You urge. I don't want to go back. You sneak through the doorway to the throne room. At first, you see nothing. Then out of the darkness, a bright red light appears. It soon turns clear white and arcs towards you. As your eyes adjust to the light, 
you see a darkly robed figure sitting on a great throne. It clutches a great glowing staff. You gasp with shock, for the same emblem you saw on the statue of Pentagon's father is embedded on the head of the staff. It is the same emblem you bear on your amulet. Pentagon, you say. Look, you pull the emblem out from under your shirt, but the old man has eyes only for his enemy. Oh, damn, this is getting hot and heavy. Pentagon points his staff to do battle. What would the Lord of the Rings say? It would be the Lord of the Rings thing, like... That's the uh, porn parody version. The, the Lord of the Cock Rings? <laughs> yeah. Fourth! Your penis! Oh, this is pretty bad. I'm sorry. I apologize for that one. It's unzip your flies, <laughs> fools! And now! Now for wrath! Now for ruin! And my big dong! <laughs> dong! <laughs> oh. And then just the scene where the orc fills uh, Aragorn with, with like, seven... Uh, sorry, not Aragorn. Fills uh, Boromir with, like, seven or eight arrows. Yeah, boy. I get you. <laughs> yeah. So what happens with this evil-ass wizard? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta feel... Okay, we gotta, we gotta do an evil voice. Um, let's see here. Be gone! He says, Be gone from my kingdom and take your evil with you. A flash of light shoots out of Pentagon's small staff, but it dies when it reaches the evil one. Wicked laughter bursts from the figure. Um, okay, let's see. Gotta, gotta choose a voice for this guy. Um, I should have left my helpers behind. I won't need them <laughs> to defeat you. The evil one waves his hand, and a dim light glows throughout the room. Only now you are aware of various creaks, clacks, squeaks, and growls of the armed skeletons, huge wolves, and the horde of bats that surrounds the evil one. You have plagued me too long, old man! The evil one hisses. It points its staff and a thin beam of red light shoots at Pentagon. The beam hits Pentagon's staff and travels its length, shattering and burning the wood. After traveling through the staff, the beam strikes Pentagon. The old man crumples to his knees, dropping the smoldering staff. Die! Screams the eagle fi evil figure. Pentagon falls to the ground. No! You cry. You run up the stairs toward the black figure holding the amulet before you. A yellow beam shoots out of the amulet and locks onto the red beam coming from the evil master's staff. You literally have a beam struggle after I chose a, a, a DBZ guy. <laughs> Oh shit, I pour my love and my malice into it. The beam drops from Pentagon's body immediately and the great strap glows lemon yellow. Mm, tasty. Delicious. A shriek of pain erupts from the Black Master and a yellow glow bathes its body. It falls to the ground and starts growing smaller and smaller. I'm melting! I'm melting! He doesn't say that. At last, writhing and writhing, the thing steps uh, on the steps disappears completely. 
At the same moment, the skeletons fall to the ground and shatter into xylophone noises, no longer animated by the master's powers. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the room erupts with the sounds of battle. The wolves and bats uh, battle Baltek and Lydia, who become visible with their first attack. Are oh, they really following the rules there? Once... Yeah, this is real D&D canon. Yeah. Uh, suddenly you realize you hold the Staff of Kings. It glows with a pale amber light and fills the large chamber. You point a, the staff in the direction of the fight, and a great light blinds you. When you can see again, everything's fucking over. <laughs> Damn, that was easy. You guys should take me on more of your adventures. Baltech, Lydia, and Pentagar kneel at your feet. Please, sir, don't do that, you say. You kneel to no one. Take your staff back. Oh, boy. Pentagon rises to his feet. Tears run down his cheeks, but he smiles with joy. It's not my staff, dear child. It is yours. The blood of kings and queens flows in your veins. If I had any doubts, they were dispelled by the amulet. No one can wear the amulet unless they are of our blood. You, Jamie, are my great-grandchild. You will raise this city to its former glory... Fear will be cleansed from the land, and you will rule wisely and well. I assume you're kind of young. Yeah, I was just shitting in the woods with a, <laughs> with a fox and an owl like an hour ago. Should I really be the king? I guess. You're the chosen one. You will, Damn. You will raise the city to its former glory. Didn't you for... Uh, uh, sorry. Didn't you forget the part about riches and wealth beyond measure? Asks Lydia, sheathing his sword. You shall have them. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Didn't you forget the part about riches and wealth beyond measure? Says Lydia, sheathing her sword. You'll have them, you say, if they're mine to give. Indeed they are, Jamie. Cronyism and bribery are totally fine here. <laughs> Perhaps Baltek will even volunteer to leave your palace guard. If you'll have me, Baltek says, bowing, I'd consider it a privilege. The Man, I, I, I really just fucking... I, I just had that generational wealth, man. Like, my, yeah. my dad owned the dealership, so this... now I go to fucking whatever college I want. <laughs> Yeah, this story is literally about like there are there are no uh, there are no billionaires who earned it. There are no kings who earned it. No, except for Burger. No, <laughs> Burger King made his own empire. Damn it! Don't you forget it. That's actually like no, that's in, in my opinion the most disgusting fast food burger. I want to have that on record that I'm not a Burger King fan. Oh yeah. It's just that his it's name sloppy. has King in it. King. A Burger King burger is sloppy. It is. It's, yeah. it's hard to eat, man. I have never. I, I don't know if I've had the experience. I'm like, you know, I'm okay with like a sloppy burger. I'll leave, you know, especially if I'm like making it myself. You know, burger buns are like way too small. Sure. In in America, but um, the one thing we have that's too small is burger buns. Uh, and weirdly, yeah. yeah, everything else is like two sizes too big. Uh, but the hamburger buns are like the size of a silver dollar pancake. So, um, I've just had bad experience, like Burger King, like I've just had like dry gross burgers. And every time I've gone there, the 
people have been either rude to me or rude to my wife. We've just had really bad experiences with Damn. it. Damn. Yeah. We, we went I've to never a, had a dry Burger King burger. They're always like sloppy wet with ugh, like ugh. the salsas. Mine got cooked a little too long, I think. It was in the uh, um. char broiler for a little bit too long. Which I think. So, uh, yeah. not, not to get off topic of Burger King. <laughs> uh, they are our sponsors this week. Well, you can have it your way. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if you we to, just completely <laughs> trash them into the garbage, but they're the sponsors this week. If you go to BK.com, you can get 50% off your next order of chicken fries. <laughs> if they still have them, who knows? I don't know, man. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, this book sucks, dog. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made a bad decision, it turns out. Now that we're back at the end of time... Uh, Jeff, what would you say is the moral of our story today? Always go on adventures with old bearded men in caves. Yeah, I'd say that's a good lesson. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's or a, cronyism yeah. <laughs> and generational wealth are a okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, duh. It's okay if we get if I get mine. <laughs> That's duh. Exactly, I got mines. That's all that matters. All that matters is me, and uh, nobody else's opinion matters, and that's life. And if I have to step, the moral on people, of the story is, yeah. yeah. If I make a mistake, I can just turn back to page forty-eight and do it over again. No one will ever know. <laughs> The, the moral of the story is this book, if you make a mistake, will just reroute you to a page where it's not even written for that path. It's like, uh, no, we just just do it again. It's fine. It's like you started Yeah, over. just do it again. It, it's not even you so doing it again. Really... It's the book making you do it again. <laughs> I guess really the moral of the story is... Uh, don't be afraid to try new things because if it doesn't work out, you can just turn back to page forty-eight. Wow, that's deep, man. That's so deep. That's, forget that printed on a wood block and hang that up in your kitchen next to your "Live, Laugh, Love" sign. Actually, could I, um, if if I may, uh, and I'll cut this out if you uh, if you decide it's too far, but sure it is. Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed? Am it's I... mclasspodcast.com. Yeah. If you click on merch, you can get your own shirt at shirt. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, we were just synergistic with the marketing today. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if an advertiser listened to this podcast, they would be like, why the fuck am I listening to this podcast? But once they got past that and heard our great ad reads... They probably <laughs> probably turn it off after we start talking about how sloppy and disgusting Burger King is. It's probably <laughs> true, yeah. I can't be listening to this shit. I gotta sell Burger King tomorrow. I'm short selling Burger King tomorrow so that I can manipulate the stock market. More topical references. Let's. I don't want this to be let's evergreen. GameStop some burgers. Uh, hold, hold your. Diamonds, pa uh, paper, uh, 
Uh, yeet, um... You having a stroke right uh, now? Uh, um, uh, 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 I, I stand GameStop. Uh, <laughs> how many, how many other references can I fit in? Am I, am I appealing to the youth? I think, I think you've got the, the whole TikTok audience now. You said yeet, did you yeah. say skirt? No, I didn't say skirt. No. I, I could go... Oh, you you lost half the uh, audience now. Sk- 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 and I oop? <laughs> Can we, can we do any more, like, uh, just, new memes badly? Let's just uh, let's just fully just appropriate some black culture for this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm imitating white people appropriating black culture. It's already gone, like, that makes like it okay. three cycles. It's totally fine. I'm making fun of the sure. whites. I'm we're, making we're fun like of th- the whites. We're, like, th- three layers deep in the sarcasm and references. It's fine. Yeah. Well, this is going to be a really accessible and open podcast for people. <laughs> yeah. Editing this is going to be a bitch, I can feel. Oh, dude, <laughs> editing... going to be... <laughs> ed- ed- editing every podcast I ever do is a bitch because I have ADHD and um, I just go on tangents all the time. So it's just how it is. I'm used to it by now. But um, if it makes you feel better, yeah, our, our first episode there, was like little, two hours long. This one's going to be two hours long as well. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It was like it was like two and a half. It was like two hours and like ten minutes before I edited it, and I got it down uh, to an hour and twenty. So okay. I think I think I can do it. Plus, like half of it is this will work out. I'm going to cut off like half of that Mortal Kombat discussion. You know that's true. He didn't. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you oh, know that's how, you I know give you the right. little behind the scenes of uh, M class mm-hmm. is that that podcast is not actually edited. We don't edit that podcast at all. You know, I figured. Um, oh, it shows. No, not, not not in a bad way. It's just that I have done uh, I've done so many different podcasts now, and I've always had to edit down a lot because I just I tend to go on long tangents and I have to take out stuff that I think is funny. Um, and I I, leave all the tangents in. Yeah. And it sounds really natural, I guess is all I was going to say. It's a, it's a great podcast. I listen to it on the way We do, we do edit it as in like Mm -hmm. for audio quality and to like do add in the commercials and the beginning and ending and all that stuff. It's not just raw audio, but we don't edit the conversation any. Yeah. You can tell, but in a good way. Um, because it sounds very natural. Okay. I, I tend to edit things together so that there's less pauses and uh, stuff because I pause more. But you guys just have a really, you know, natural flow. I have, like, bad internet, so that also, like, factors into it. Yeah. Uh, for, for people who don't know the lengths to which this man goes to get you some good content that you can listen to and enjoy audibly, uh, there there is, like, a second-long delay between us in this call right now, but you won't know that. It's going to sound perfect. <laughs> and, well, Jeff is, you know, very funny and light on his feet and good at improv, so that makes it a lot easier. I appreciate that. It's good to know that my talents are known. My talents are appreciated. <laughs> uh, so if anybody wants to find your work on the internet, where do they go other than M-Class uh, podcast. Is it mclasspodcast.com or mclasspodcast.com? I forgot it's the URL. mclasspodcast.com. Okay, mclasspodcast.com uh, and mclasspodcast.com slash merch. Where else do they find uh, you? No. 
it's <laughs> it's just mclasspodcast.com. It's just a redirect. But it takes you to all the links and everything you need. So you got you got, that's covered. M class is covered. Just go there. Okay. If you're looking for my stuff specifically, not just M class, you can find it at jeffpennington.art. Uh, there are links on there to every podcast I've done in the past uh, that's available. I don't know if Writer Club Radio is on there or not, because it's not really available as an audio anymore. You have to go to YouTube for it. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, but besides that, I think it's uh, everything else is on there. All of my art, all of my uh, information, ways you can support me, like Patreon or Kofi donations, uh, merch, it's all found at jeffpennington.art. And you should definitely go there. Oh, Jeff. you can find me on Twitter at you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jeff Pennington as well. And Jeff is uh, I was uh, too really good at Twitter, actually. He's uh, uh, can you be good at Twitter? <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody I know and everybody like I'm sort of in the sphere of like you and Bam and Kevin. Uh, you're all way better at Twitter than I am. I get on there and I get like really overwhelmed. And I'm like, there's a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think I had a joke when I came on, but I don't know anymore. And now I'm like, uh, I feel angry because I saw two people having an argument over something they agreed on, and I just, uh, now I'm just mad. Twitter's Twitter's a space where you got to put your blinders on when you go to it specifically to make a joke. I don't read anything on Twitter right. until I've made my tweet, and then I'll read something. That, seems but also like a it's all about account. curating. Yeah. It's all about curating your feed as well. Like my feed is all artists and like comedians I like, right? And my friends, so I don't really yeah. see a whole lot of that. I have like my Twitter is super old, and I've like you know firebombed my tweets like seven times. Um, this, oh yeah, this, I've had mine since '09. It's old as fuck. Yeah, and and but this one I I just had I never used it that much before, and then when I finally did get to using it. Like my activity was down, so I have like thirty-two followers on my on my art account. Yeah. Uh, but like, what I do is I I get on, and then I'll tweet something at like a really bad time, like weird, you know, just some weird time when nobody's on and none of my friends are are actually talking. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, how come the... nobody listens to what I say? <laughs> I'll tell you, there's a dead spot that I hit every time. Yeah. That's why I always retweet my own art later, because, like, I usually work until, like, 4 mm-hmm. and at 4 p.m. Eastern time, and then I post art at, like, 4.30 or 5. Nobody's on Twitter. Right. No one is using Twitter from, like, 4 <laughs> to, like, 7. Nobody's touching it. Right. And uh, apparently 1 o'clock in the afternoon to 3 in the afternoon is, like, the perfect time. Oh, really? But I never hit that. That's usually when I start to get sleepy at work. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's true. That's probably why everybody's on Twitter is because they're, like, getting sleepy and tired of working. So they check their Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta gotta get on and check my tweets. Uh, But, yeah, go on Twitter. Jeff is great at Twitter. That's what that tangent was about. I'll probably have to cut out, like, 70% of my, like, rambling about it. It's it's okay. Um, It's okay. I'm okay at Twitter. (laughs) uh, But what he's real good at is art. And oh, you, thank should, you. you should uh, commission Jeff whenever he has commissions open. You should read Inksburg. It's a fantastic, like, 
comic that's, oh, yeah. that's like a uh, noir. I haven't updated that in two years, it turns out. I really need to get back to it. It ended, like I finished the story, but mm-hmm. I need to do another story. Yeah, but uh, you yeah, can find go that on at Inksburg.com. There's, there's a freaking full story out there, and it's like this great noir, like Looney Tunes mashup, and it's wonderful. Well, thank you very much. It's, it's it is my pride. Anytime anybody talks about it or like shows anything about it, I always get like the heart growing three sizes. Aww. It's like it's my baby. You can find that at inksburg.com. Yeah, man. Um, well, thank you, Jeff, for being on the show once again, and I'm really glad you, you came. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me. Even though it was uh, you know, even though I forced you. Um, well, technically, it was at gunpoint. Technically, technically speaking. <laughs> the universe forced you when you decided to break the law and tweet about Disney. It's true. I, 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 broke, right, the, right? I broke the Disney laws. And I held on to that piece of information for way longer than I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. There you go. I'm the type of guy, like, the other day, my wife texts me. She's like, hey, I, I texted her, actually. I said, hey, uh, the, the new Animorphs audiobook. We've been re-listening to uh, Animorphs. And I say, the new Animorphs audiobook just released. I had it pre-ordered. If you need some entertainment today, like it's there. Go. And she mm-hmm. calls me because apparently I wasn't getting text. She calls me and says, hey, I'm going to log on. Can you approve it? Because now that we use a VPN, go to nordvpn.com slash interactive fiction. Um, <laughs> uh, now that we use a VPN, our Amazon always thinks somebody's trying to hack us. So every time she logs in, I have to approve it no matter where I am in the world. So she calls me, says, yeah. can you approve this? And I'm like, yes, I will keep my eyes open. I go look at my computer. I start working on like coding something and I look down and it's an hour later and I have three requests on my phone. Oh no. I felt so bad. Uh, but it turns out she read that one in paperback first, so it's fine. It's, it makes it okay, right? It makes it okay. I'm a bad, I'm a bad husband, but it's okay. She, she, read it already. she already read that shit. Yeah, yeah, it's it fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> thanks for having me on, though, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Always. I love having you on. It's always fun. And, you know, uh, it gives me an excuse to, like, talk with a friend from a long distance because i feel like you know it's the only way that we can actually hang out because we live in yeah pretty know, much, million years pretty away much. so well that's interactive fiction uh if you guys want to uh contribute to our ongoing uh story we are going to be doing uh i guess this is this is part of a four episode uh binge for the first day of release so if you're listening to this now uh, go to our last episode, and that will have the interactive story that we are writing and uh, having listeners engage with. So you guys will be making the choices, and we'll be writing that uh, story as we go along. So you'll make a choice, and then we'll write another portion, and it'll be completely listener-driven. Uh, so if you want to uh, get into that, go to this last episode, check it out, um, and that will be a big part of uh, what we're doing moving forward. Anyway, see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Interactive Fiction. Interactive Fiction is part of Retro Reset by Alan Jenkins and Kyle McCluskey. Join our Discord at the invite link in our show notes. Background music by Kevin Cloud at Incompetech. Find details and a link to his website in the show notes.